Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to languages for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Dent, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Masks of Nirlathotep in our transitional phase as we are um, continuing our adventures and investigations in France. And so we have a lot to get to tonight and a lot to figure out. To that end, we will get to our introductions. So to my right. This is Tiffany and I play Maeve O'Shea and she's angry. You are. You're like the the goth kid in class that um, is kind of pensive and pent up in the corner and desperate for lunch recess so you can go out and smoke. Well, that, and I'm uh, looking at people like I wish a motherfucker would. To Mr. O'Shea's right. I'm Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and I'm tired. You prob- I'm- well, you have been taking care of Jack. You've mm. been worried about him. You met a friend at the hospital. A very handsome friend. A very handsome friend. Mm. Mm. Maybe more on that later. Mm. Uh, so at the end of the table. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle, and uh, I'm healing. You are under the medical care of uh, your nearby doctor, who is uh, to your right. Oh, it's not me. Okay. No, you offer him a different kind of healing, right? This is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach, and he does not administer, <coughs> administer the very white healing. Thank you. Last but most certainly not least. This is Alex. I'll be playing Sam Penelon, and um, I am going to uh, moonlight as an academic. So we're going to raise the curtain tonight on our investigators in... Paris, uh, and it's the morning. So we've all had a very long night. Some of us a little longer than others. Jack, in your recovery bed in the morning, uh, the doctor is just changing your bandages, having you having absconded from the hospital and uh, in hoping to uh, continue to recover along the way. You feel a little bit better than you did last night, but um, doctor, you are seeing that uh, while Jack is, is healing well, you're still a little concerned about um, any sort of uh, long-term physical movement from him. I mean, uh, a direct rifle shot like he took is, its a, quite frankly, it's amazing he's alive. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you're definitely going to need to go over him this morning. You stop fussing. I have to change these. <laughs> All right, fine. Just make it quick. All right. How's everybody doing? Well, it has been an interesting night. Interesting? Uh, yeah. Um, I perhaps, perhaps it is best for you to hear from the mouth of the horse, yeah? Okay. Go here. Now that you, uh, this is going to hurt. I'm not going to lie. I tighten up one of the bandages. <laughs> I'm uh, singing my morning devotional. Probably best for you to go speak to Maeve personally, yeah. Come back for me when you are done. You will understand. It sounds ominous. Could you have Maeve come in here? Oh, yeah, I suppose that makes more sense, yeah? Get up, walk over. 
up. There's a knock on your door, but it's so faint in the back of your mind that it becomes almost unperceptible, Miss O'Shea. I ignore it until I'm done. Okay. Um, you can hear her doctor singing. You don't recognize the words. They're not English. Uh, you know Miss O'Shea, obviously, from her namesake is likely Irish. Hmm. And you've heard the Irish tongue. Maybe it's Gaelic? Maybe it's... After a couple of other knocks um, with no answer, the, the singing dims a bit. And Miss O'Shea become a little bit more aware that there have been other sounds at your door. And you get almost reflexively guarded. I will uh, make sure that I am dressed. Uh, go to the door. Okay. Guten Morgen. Uh-huh. Jack is awake and would like to talk to you. Okay. I will collect what I have left, because I'm not leaving anything anywhere. And uh, hope for a moment of clarity from... Um, you know who, and uh, head to the uh, head to Jack's room. As you step out into the hallway and into Jack's room, um, there's almost this feeling like something, like a, like a a coat or a, a cloak has been put over your shoulders. You feel almost this. Um, well, it's hard to say. It's almost like an imperial sort of presence. That seems to wrap around you. You get this massive surge of of confidence. All right. Mr. Doyle, to his credit, is laying there uh, in his bed. He looks like he's been freshly bandaged. He's he's probably shirtless uh, and wearing his either night pants or I, I would imagine probably wearing pajama pants at the very least. Uh, and he's laying. I imagine up in bed or maybe yeah, sitting. Yeah, probably up, you know, sitting up, up in bed against the pillows. Yeah, Mr. Shane walks in. She's wearing a robe. And they all share a room, correct? Well, um, the doctor and Mr. Doyle do. Sam has his own room, and oh. then you and Lillian have yours. So Lillian, you as well, given, <laughs> given, even though you had a long night, you probably would be faintly aware as you're waking up that there was someone was singing, probably Maeve. It, it was a little unintelligible. But then again, you were asleep, so you're kind of waking in this state to it. And you'd probably come aware fully as the door shuts to your room. I'm assuming I came back into the room late um, to make sure Jack actually went to sleep and didn't try to get up out of bed. Well, there is a bar downstairs, so it's all altogether possible he may have tried to crawl down the stairs. But yeah, so so you're awake. And then clearly Sam, too, given all of the uh, movement going on between rooms and stuff like that, Especially in your local vicinity, uh, it's not un- unlikely that you wouldn't you would also be uh, waking at this point. Sure. How are you feeling? Uh, I felt better, but I'm doing I'm doing okay. Good, good. The doctor said that I uh, should talk to you. Something interesting the happened. Doctor is lightly tidying up the room, putting things away. I was cornered last night. And relieved of all of my belongings. By who? Sam. Wait. 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 Start over. Tell me. Start this from the beginning. You were in the hospital. Lillian and the doctor were with you. I was here in my room. Sam felt 
the need to come in and tell me that he, that I was keeping things from you, not allowing you to have access to the information. He needed to make sure that it was available to everybody. Accused me of all sorts of insane things. Said that it was presumptuous of me to protect you against things that I have seen affect you guys negatively. I have seen what happened to Lillian with whatever she got out of the truck, the trunk, because she said she went to put something away or something and she was negatively affected. I know that the books have had a negative effect on other people and it seems like I have been the one that's been able to read and understand and I have not held back any information from any of you and you know that. Basically, he thinks that I am um, hiding things and um, my intention is harm. And I have, he came in and we argued a lot and uh, he took my entire trunk. Forgive me for asking, but what did, did you do anything? Did I do anything? Um, in retaliation or no, I just, to provoke him? Nope. He just came to my room I while I was alone. He, I think it was a tactical move that none of you were here so that I could not defend myself because you know as well as I do, I am not going to use any of my abilities or anything against any of you. That was not my intention with getting these abilities to getting... It was to go after what we're going after. It's to combat the things that we don't understand. It's not for me to harm any of us or anybody that has good intentions. If it's somebody that's lost all reasonability, like when we were at the Miser House, to me, that's a different situation. All right. But you can talk to him and hear his side and decide if somebody who was just Simone, not even a month ago, should be looking at things like that. Okay, we'll, we'll deal with this. Where's my robe? Hand the robe to Jack. You gingerly tuck yourself into the robe and literally anytime you move your, your pectoral muscles as you kind of shift one arm into the other there's quite a bit of, of strain there from your body um, you have healed uh, two, two, two more hit points Ooh. under doctoral care oh yeah so you're, you're feeling spry now yep. I will go back to my room somebody. Okay, you with my confidence you know shoulders back yeah, yeah, you uh, you play the role of the snake and woman scorned very well, um, and you probably walk back into your room uh, to find, I would imagine, Miss Lane waking up in some regard. Yeah, I'm probably still pretty disheveled because I didn't bathe after we came back from the hospital. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. So, do you want yeah. me to order us breakfast? When she walks back in, and you see her like in the sun that's provided through the the nearby window, um, she's like red faced like obviously she's a bit flush her eyes are 
golden. Just for a moment, like when she walks in and looks at you and begins to ask about breakfast, like you get this flash of golden yellow in, in her eyes. And maybe it's the light. Maybe that's what it is because the sun's shining right through there. For probably half a heartbeat, Miss Lane sees something that she's not, she's confused about. Do I notice that she's like flushed and upset about something? She is, but she's also in the same clothes she was in last night. I just kind of look at her. You know, breakfast would be breakfast would be great. I could use some coffee. Um, perhaps we should get um, Jack and the doctor or something. Jack's busy. Maybe some coffee. I'll go down and talk to him and see if we can get some food up. Are everything okay? It will be. Do you want to talk about it? Maybe in a little bit. Okay. Well, while you're getting something, I, I'm i probably still in some blood. I probably still have some stuff going on. You did the like, best you could to clean it out of yeah. your hair at the moment. But she, you you would be able to tell that Lillian has not yet um, recovered visually from the events in the, um, the sewers yesterday. Well, I'll um, go order us breakfast. Why don't you uh, take a hot bath? Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Thank you. I'll head head down and start ordering breakfast for our rooms. No, the wait staff is... Actually, you wouldn't even have to head downstairs. You could simply go to the larger portion here in the room and pick up the phone receiver and order it. Oh, okay. If you wanted to. You could, of course, clearly go downstairs if you'd like to. Yeah, I'll give her some privacy. I'll go downstairs. Jack, you arrive at uh, Sam's door. First, I uh, reach into my... Uh nightstand and pull out my gun and slip it into my robe pocket because you never know okay so um after arming yourself you go knock on sam's door i am shaving i will stop for a moment mr doyle please bed is empty have a seat no no i won't be very long oh okay you look i spoke to uh i spoke to miss o'shea i go back to shaving you'd return her uh items to her they weren't yours to take they aren't hers to keep Mr. Doyle. They're not yours to take. I'm not taking them. They are there. They're they're right there. I will gesture to the trunk. Return them to their room. I want to hear about you cornering somebody in private again. You are way off of base right now. You're treading on thin ice. Is that so? Yes. I turn to him. You have no idea why I went to her. I don't care why you went to her. As far as I'm concerned... You took advantage of a situation to bully her, to take what you wanted. Is that what she told you? That's how I read it. You waited till everybody was gone, preoccupied, which I'll point out was also your doing. I don't want to hear about this again because I trust her with my life way more than I trust you. And you are far, far from stable enough to be handling any of this, Sam. You're not qualified to make that assessment, Mr. Doyle. Or Simone. My name is Sam. Or whatever your name Say is today. My name is Sam. Simone is dead. He will remain dead. Well, let's just leave it at this. If you continue to try to throw your weight around and bully uh, everyone into submission, Simone won't be the only one who's dead. I'm done. Return her stuff. And I don't want to have to talk about this again. And I'll leave and close the door. I finished shaving. Okay. Doctor, you hear Sam's door shut pretty hard. And uh, Mr. Doyle walks back into the room. 
I would say walk is a very generous word. Shuffle, <laughs> shuffle. <laughs> um, Zombie you, shuffle. You slide back into the room and you can tell something visually immediately. He needs to sit down um, because the uh, the rise and fall of his chest indicates that um, his blood pressure is rising. Push the chair pretty much right up to the back of his legs. Sit. Sit down. Thank you. Pour him a small drink. Morning, morning scotch. <laughs> morning scotch. Yeah. Doctor's orders. Miss O'Shea, you go downstairs and you order food. You make sure to order for likely the four of you. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you're asking for specifically? I'll have them send just a tray up to like Lily and I with like the croissants and mm-hmm. the meat and the cheese and the... Yeah. You get things ordered. While you're down there ordering, you can make me a spot hit roll. 70 out of 75. You notice in the morning light there a rather short man. Okay. He's nearby, uh, probably five or six seats down. He's near a table, and there's very striking about him. Tucked under his arm is a cat. And the cat seems to continue to, to nibble and complain, like nibble at him. And he's doing his best with his left hand to keep a book hoisted up to him. He's reading something. But he isn't even really reading, per se, because his eyes aren't moving. Mm-hmm. He's looking at you. I will let him, like, turn around and look at him. Mm-hmm. Let him know that I know that he's mm-hmm. looking at he me. He locks eyes with you. Your cat doesn't like you. He smiles. Places the book on the table. Truly. Are you certain? He's not uh, acting like he really likes being held. He pets the cat. The cat bites his other hand. It's after a, a minute or two of looking at it, though, you realize that the cat is not really angry. It seems to be a little bit more playful at this point, but it's still it's still biting him. He's not reacting to it at all, though. You know what? Do your thing. I was hoping you could do me a favor. What is that? I was hoping you could let Miss Lane know that it's time to go. Go where? She told me you have a trip to take. Yes. He he stands up from the table. I'm walking towards him at this point. Mm -hmm. He meets you halfway. Um, I wouldn't say you tower over him, but you're probably a foot taller than he is. Mm -hmm. He stares up at you. You're, um... Miss Lane and I are acquainted. Mm-hmm. She said you had a trip to go on, and she didn't give me particulars about when she was leaving. I was hoping she would leave soon because she has something very important to do. Yes? Sure. But I don't know who you are and who you are to dictate when anybody leaves. It's interesting you should say that. I've read a bit about you. Read about me? Mm, indeed, it's in this book. Would you like to see it? What book is that? He turns it over to you. And he turns the book over. Not like for you to grab it or hold right. it, but just so you can see it. And on the on the front of it, right, it says the Imperial Dynasty of America. Mm-hmm. Your name's in here. Who are you? Wild. He extends his left hand as his right is holding a cat. No, thanks. Fair enough. It was offered in friendship once. You'll remember that. Oh, I'm not saying I... I'm not uh, trying to be rude, but I don't trust people and handshakes. That's curious. 
as the handshake is traditionally a method of showing that you're not harmed. That's why men shake hands. Men shake hands. Fair enough. Do you smell that? Eggs? Mm, no. It smells... I haven't smelled that since I was much younger. It's almost reptilian. You see him take an enormous breath in. Fascinating. He opens the book. He writes something in it and then closes it. Now, I'm certain that uh, Miss Lane knows that she's on a tight schedule. So I look forward to seeing her when she returns home. Oh, that's not going to be for a while. Oh, I'm aware. Okay. Do give my regards. Mm-hmm. He nods and then seems to turn and kind of wander off outside of the hotel. He has a very strange gait. He walks almost as like someone who has had um, either some leg surgery. I don't know how much experience you might have with this person or the, 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 those people who are listening. But if you've ever encountered somebody who has had like a fractured leg mm. and has had to recover from the mm-hmm. damage and the ligaments and everything, it, he looks like he, is, he has been damaged in some way. Okay. They bring your order on two massive platters. I just asked for help bringing it up. Oh, no, no, no. You, oh, they're you bringing it They're up. going to bring it up. You're not okay. touching it. They will bring it up for you because it's room service. Yep. I'll uh, head up then. The group gets food on, a, on account of Maeve's uh, handiwork. Uh, it is a mostly traditional French breakfast, but there is fare here really for everyone. Uh, so after you eat... Lillian, do you know a short man with a cat? I'm assuming I'm still in my robe at this point because Kim brings up food and we're eating or whatever. Yeah. I get this look on my face and I just kind of roll my eyes. Um, did, did you have an encounter with Mr. Wilde? Yes, he uh, wanted me to remind you of your tight schedule. Said it was time to go, which I kindly told him to bugger off. Um, and uh, apparently his book has stuff about me in it. You didn't look in the book, did you? Uh, no, he didn't let me. Good. D- don't look in the book. Just, just don't look in the book. It's not... He's weird. He is very... How do you know him? actually met him on the boat when we were coming here from... From America? From, from New York? Side, side question. I do know that he met Forsyth, right? You do. You okay. are aware. In fact, he told so you... He was the last person to see Forsyth before he disappeared. Correct. So... Okay. And you were told in this hotel by him mm-hmm. that Forsyth had done his job by protecting you and that he intimated that that might have been part of the reason he, he passed. Well, I'm not going to give that information. No, no, I know. But he told you that in, right. in maybe not in directly way, but, but in some way right? that he did his job. He was the last person that Mr. Forsyth saw before he disappeared on the boat when he was gone for a while. Well, had I known that, I would have punched him in the eye. Mr. Wilde is very adamant about that I have a destiny and I need to follow it properly and that I need to do whatever the the book says. Um, And if you're in it, I would get him to try to tell you what's in it versus having having you look in it. Here's my thought on destiny per se. If you have a destiny to fill, then it shouldn't matter how long it takes you to leave here because you're still fulfilling your destiny by going on the current path that you're on, correct? 
Right, if there's only one path. So then he needs to quit pushing for your destiny and leave you the fuck alone because if it's destiny, it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm not sure why he was still here. Last time he he was, he was came and saw me a couple nights ago when we were here after my incident in the bar mm. and had a conversation with me. Was, was he the one that suggested you uh, go to that play? He was, as a matter of fact. So... Side note, did I get any kind of feeling off him besides, like, I don't trust him and he's creepy? Like, did, did I think that... everybody gives you that feeling. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, I have a feeling he's going to keep popping up and not leave us alone. Well, so far, I would say uh, I'm going to let him be because he's not doing any harm. But just so you know, if he crosses that line, he's going to be dealt with. Once breakfast is over, I guess um, I would want clarity on um, post-shaving Sam. What, um, how are you planning on spending the day and or um, your your post situation? Jack is in no condition to carry out his threat on my life, so my agenda hasn't necessarily changed. I am on a timeline, however, so it seems like if I want to continue on this journey with this troop, I'm going to have to submit to some degree or find a compromise. I am seeking to be agreeable after all. Hmm. However, I had plans for today, and I'm not necessarily worried about Jack coming in here killing me, so um, I will lock my door. I will proceed with my plan of going through the box meticulously and inventorying the contents of it uh, while kind of whistling to myself. Okay. So I'll make a... Um, I'll get my catalog notes out and begin creating headings for all of the uh, books with titles I can read. If I can't read them, I will simply replicate what's there, um, try to decide, try to determine what language it is, and then as far as the items go, uh, I will describe them the best of my ability. I probably don't know any of their names, so... Okay, so I guess, um, given that it is um, your chest, I guess what I'd like from you... Miss O'Shea is to give me a rough idea mundania what is in there as far as mundane items because he will see those as well um all of my clothes my different shoes uh my hair items the Thompson's in there yeah all the guns are in the bottom well specifically the Thompson yeah let's see what else did I have um probably lots of papers with a pen and ink Mm -hmm. I mean, she traveled light to begin yeah. with, but that's the mundane items. Okay, and so what, of the books that you have, we mm-hmm. we know um, what is not in there. Mm-hmm. What is in there? Because I didn't say before, but I probably would have kept this book, but I didn't say it. So the Noctic scripts are in there. Yep. Life is a God. Africa's Dark Sex. Oh, the uh, scroll that was in Arabic um, is I'm- in there scroll that was in hieroglyphics oh right it's in hieroglyphics it's not in arabic there was something else that was in arabic though too yeah there's likely some other scrolls that are in arabic but the one you're talking about or thinking about is 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 written in hieroglyphics okay and then as far as actual items like artifact items masks etc most of that got sent back sure but not all no there were definitely things that got left behind the marine we had the two uh, yes the two marine chronometers are in there there's a bowl yep you kept the four-headed mask right yeah so there is a there is a headdress in there that has four masks attached to it and there's like a strap to like to like to wear it 
and then I have my stuff in my bag, which is yep. Talking about the powdered blood stuff. Yeah. Yep. Powdered blood stuff Flowers, is with you. Flowers, all that. The stuff. Book of Ebon is with you. Swift's Journal is with you. Mm-hmm. The scepters are with you because mm-hmm. they're in your robe. Mm-hmm. And that's and then the, the knife on your thigh. Mm-hmm. And the other thing. That's different. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Maybe not. Okay, so yeah, there there are a bevy of items between books and um, likely a lot of Maeve's working notes are in there too. Just on some of that paper, you would get some of those, which some of it is probably scribbles <laughs> of her trying to decipher stuff. Sure. Um, there are some artifact items um, or things that you're just not sure what it does. You have no idea what this bowl does. That's strange. It's a bowl. The chronometers are interesting, especially because they're a technical object. And you knew that Forsyth was... Uh, interested he brought one with him you found one amongst his things yeah was it me and the doctor that figured out what they do or that they were all set at the same time well i mean you can visually see that they're set at the same time i think what's that's kind of what i'm getting to is sam is that they are set at the exact same time and you know for a fact one was found in new york and one was found in london mm-hmm. and that they're they are literally completely and utterly in sync it's a little mechanical marvels then my original ritual knife is in there. Yes, so you would find a, a ritual dagger in there as well. Oh, and then my letters, my letter from uh, Dr. Pierce. Yep. I think I have a letter from Mr. Cross. <laughs> yes. And then I have my mother's letters mm-hmm. about her um, stay. Yeah, so you'd find some you know, letters from home and stuff like that and how her mother is. You'd find a letter from someone named uh, Christopher because uh, he wouldn't sign his last name because it was a personal letter. Right. There is some rather, um, I don't know how I would put this, Sam. There is some rather flowery language in it. Mm-hmm. He has a definite desire for Maeve to return to Arkham and to, to live with him. Interesting. My father's uh, journals are in there too. Yep. So there's uh, other um, wizard journals, I guess you would probably consider them. Other practitioners' journals. I'm calling them warlocks in my head right now. I'm just going over my notes just to so you have a list of what's in there. So because I know that the personal effects are going to definitely go back first, I read those. Okay. Yeah, I can get I mean we can get you the gist of those letters. I, I you know, kind of methodically return all of what I consider to be Miss O'Shea's personal possessions to that box. To Thompson, I don't really concern myself with too much. I mean to make sure it's clean and that it'll fire. I think it's not too mucky. Yeah, it, it looks like Jack had put it away clean. Not surprising given he's a soldier. Sure. Uh, yeah, and I put all her objects in it. And then uh, once I'm kind of done rifling through her stuff, I put it back in the box and I get back to my inventory. Okay. Yeah. I mean, clearly hours worth of stuff to do. Sure. Um, so we'll leave you to catalog. So breakfast ends for the rest of the investigators. And as it does... You have some decisions to make. So I guess what I want to know from the group at large is, does the group plan on waiting a few more days here at the hotel for Jack to heal up before you decide when to get going? I think it would be a good idea, considering we're going to be on a bumpy train. Honestly, I think we should go as soon as possible. It's time. But we were in the paper the other day due to Jack's shenanigans at the uh, pier. You mean uh, saving us and getting us through the customs? Yes, punching the police officer. So you would know, given the fact that you have the Orient Express schedule, that the Orient Express leaves Paris bound for Lausanne, you would know that uh, it leaves late 
so it's going to leave around like 10 30 11 it leaves so it's a, it's an evening ride and it's several hours before you get to Losan. you arrive early in the morning about 6 a.m uh into that kind of beautiful swiss city uh that sits on lake geneva i think an evening ride would be perfect if it were any other train in the world i would say no but considering this one i say we'd be fine it should be pretty smooth i would like to uh know where my stuff is before we leave yes. we will get that sorted out before we go you, you do need some other clothes i told he has not returned that to you i told him to return that to you game time wise it's been like oh. an hour <laughs> all right it's still been an hour and yeah it has not been returned as of yet yes i do need other clothes and i have some but not with me is it in the trunk yes yeah so the train leaves at 11 o'clock tonight my suggestion is that we are on it jack can rest on the train Yes. And if we get to uh, Lasan, we can... We can get a room. Yeah, spend a couple so days there if we really right. want to. You just want easier access to whiskey, but it's okay, I understand. So, obviously, I noticed that Sam is not here. Should we talk to him about this? You can. I'll be in my room. And I get up and... <laughs> we will inform Sam that we're leaving tonight. So, obviously, I don't know anything that has right. gone on. You're fairly perceptive, though, Miss Lane. Right. As soon as you bring feel... her, as soon as you bring Sam up, she gets up and leaves the room. I, I can feel the um, the anger, like it's seething off of Maeve. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of look at the doctor and and Jack, and I'm like, "What? What happened? Somebody?" There was uh, there was an incident between Maeve and uh, Sam. Which was? Do you want to give me the the quick and dirty? Apparently, while we were at the hospital, Sam confronted. Maeve about some of the possessions she has and stuff and then forcibly took him from her. In fact, took everything from her. Like her clothes? Everything. Did you go talk to him? Oh, yes. And he was supposed to return it. And he hasn't? Not yet. It's been like an hour, hour and a half. But Well, how hard is it to drag a trunk down the hallway and put it in? Okay. All right. Well, I will go speak with him. Okay, you, you exit out of the uh, gentleman's room and walk down the hall. Yeah, you walk down the hallway. I firmly knock on Sam's door. I sigh. Who's there? It's Lillian. I kind of chuckle to myself, stand up, go over the door, unlock it, open it, stand there. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Uh, fine. How are you? Can I see into his room at all? Are you standing like in the doorway where I can't see anything? I'm not, like, blocking it necessarily. I'm holding the door. Like, it's open. It's wide open. Like, I'm not... I'm, I'm standing in the doorway, but it's, like, arm, you know, arms open. Not, like, hiding behind the door. If you're looking for the trunk, it's, like, right behind me. Yeah. Um, is everything still out of the trunk? Uh, the items in the books would be still, yeah. So I, I heard you had a conversation with Jack this morning? We could call it that. Was it more of... He threatened my life. It's Jack. Sure. I'm sure he's threatened my life at some point, too. Is there something I can help you with, Miss Lane? Yes. I kind of, like, brush past him into his room. No, you oh, don't. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, you you don't brush past me. Okay, so you step you, forward. You bump into yeah. me. Right. <laughs> he steps in your way. Okay, listen. Maeve has no clothes. Jack told you to give the trunk back. I expect that to be back in her room in the next 15 minutes. I look at my watch. Do you think you can handle that? 
So you came here to also tell me what I needed to do and when I needed to do it. Yeah, but I'm not threatening your life. What you're doing is almost worse. You're chastising me. You're acting like a child. You took somebody's things out of their room. That's a story. That's a version of those events. Sure. You guys had an argument, correct? Again, that's a version of the events that transpired. Okay. You are both adults in some way, shape, or form. She needs her things. We are leaving tonight out of France on the Orient Express because we have to get out of town. I have no intention of keeping her things. If you want to end up in a French prison, you can by all means stay in France. However, we are on the Orient Express tonight. She needs her things back in 15 minutes so she can get dressed and we can start working on leaving this place. I will reach behind me, grab the trunk, spin, and pop it right up to her hip. He spins and in a rather rather smooth motion picks up the trunk behind him and places it kind of interdicts like any attempt at you to get further into the room with the trunk it's fine you can have it now i drop it and i'm not going to proceed to go through it because i know what happened to me last time so sure if there is anything else of hers that is missing out of the trunk i expect that to be given back to me post haste i suppose we can have a discussion about what is hers and what is not well, it's but I don't not think you want yours. to have that conversation now in the hallway. No, well, it's not We're not going to have that conversation now because I don't have time for that conversation. I've never laid claim to it, Mrs. Lane. Is there anything else I can do for you? If you're going to be part of this team, you need to be part of this team. This isn't the Sam and everybody else's investigator show. This is the we're a team. This is the you are currently a puppet on a string, Miss Lane, and I pity you. Please take this trunk. I kind of narrow my eyes at him and I'm like... Yes, you're all being played, but I can't get into that right now. You need to go. I just pick up the trunk and I drag it behind me. <laughs> the mask and the bowl are in there. Understood. And all the clothes are in there. I'm assuming you threw those back in. Yes, as as stated, he re- he returned her personal items, and then the the bowl and the mask are there. You, um, <laughs> doctor, you hear luggage moving down the hallway. <laughs> perhaps a, a small, um, perhaps a hotel a hotel boy is uh. Still learning his trade. Hmm. Um, um, a quick a quick look out the door reveals it is in fact Miss Lane with a large trunk behind her. Oh, you got things resolved. Very good, Miss Lane. Turns around and goes back into his room. <laughs> I would I would also have put any, to be fair, I would have put any books in there that were not a language I could read, but I don't know what those languages are. So There are there are a couple that there are that are written in English, yeah. Okay. You return to your own quarters, I imagine, Miss Lane, with said trunk. I do. I, I struggle to get the door open. It's not that heavy. It's, 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 it's just ragged. Yes, no, it's, it's, it's probably just bulky. Like, the, the, the trunk is bulky. Are the guns in the trunk still, or do you have those? The Tommy gun's in the trunk. I didn't take any of the Oh, there's only one so gun? for okay. clarity purposes, there are only so many guns that can fit in, in a trunk, okay? It's not a bag of holding, for Christ's well, sake. Well, I was wondering uh, where my gun I paid gu- a lot of is. money for that trunk. You did. Remember, we put them all in there when we got to right. the. You broke you them. A, you broke them down and put yes. them in his duffel bag, so he still has them. Oh, Sam still has them. Well, Sam has his 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 own pieces as well, and Jack Jack's rifle never came with him overseas. But I have Forsyth's rifle. Yeah, you have his rifle. So his rifle would be in there, broken down, stock and all. So it would take literally. 10 minutes to put the fucking thing together and you have the Thompson which is taken apart you, so you have two contraband we- weapons in the bottom of the trunk that said the Thompson gives it some definite weight so you are dragging it I bring it into the room 
Maeve, um, here's your trunk. I, I, I don't know if everything's in it, but, um, this is, he wouldn't let me pass him into the room, so, um, I, I, I apologize if there's nothing, if there's, if you're missing things. Look, at this point, if he wants to read something and he harms himself, I don't care. I'm more worried about if he does that and somebody else gets hurt. I think that's already been established that that might happen. That can happen to any one of us, and that's why I'm not opening your trunk. I'll just pull it further into the room and open it and get some clothes. So clearly, clearly, there are objects missing. Mm -hmm. Clearly your things have been gone through fairly thoroughly. I would likely say, and I'm not going to put actions in Sam's mouth or hands, but I would likely say... Unless you'd like to correct me, I'm sure that things were put back in a reasonable fashion. Well, they were meticulously put away. Right. That, that's kind it's of probably, well, It's probably better right. organized than it was right. when she sent it to me. What makes her more upset is when she opens it and sees her letter, her father's journal, all that stuff, the pers- like the personal, personal stuff. Yeah. When he said he had no desire for things that were mine, right? those were mine. Yeah, and it's pretty clear that he's gone through your father's journal. It's likely he's read your mother's letters. It's likely he's read the letter Christopher wrote you. All that stuff's on top. I'm just standing there like with it open, shaking my head. What's wrong? He read all of my letters. I'm assuming because they're all here. Right here on top. Not where I had them. All my father's stuff. All the stuff about my mother. My letters from Chris. What do you what does he gain from doing that? I don't know what his game is. But if it is to hurt me, I don't think it's a personal thing. Really? You don't? Has he cornered you all by yourself? No. And accused I, you of things? I know. I yet well, I don't know the conversation that you two had other than he took your trunk. That's all Jack told Here's me. Here's the thing. Is even if I could verbatim give you a script of the conversation we had, both of us are going to have varying views. Of course. So what I'm going to tell you is trust who you trust and believe who you believe because I cannot make you. And I am so hurt and so upset. He he had no right to take your things or your books. I was treated like a criminal. I have not done anything to deserve this. I, I don't know why he's so untrusting. I don't, I, I, well, obviously I don't know anything about him because he went from being one person to another. And that was my point. And if I had done that, I can only imagine what he would think of me or you would think of me. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I want to, I want to believe that he's doing something for the good of something but I to be fair I think he took advantage of the situation because I am a woman I think that if it was Jack or anybody else he wouldn't dare right well you do have to understand as a woman we we are lower on the totem pole but it doesn't mean we are weak I am fully on your side I'm gonna go change I can tell you just by looking in here, there are things missing, but I would have to do a full inventory to figure out what they are. 
I'm considering the books I do see, I'm assuming he doesn't read multiple languages. So it is rather meticulously organized, although that's not your style in this way. Seeing what is missing is fairly straightforward enough. Right. Like I'm saying, like seeing those, like the things that are in there, I'm like, okay, well, that's in this language. And Mm. aside from French and English, you know, for a fact, he reads French. Yes. um, But he never got a chance to get a hold of the Book of Ibon. So at least not yet. Nope. So there's there is that. Um, but, but considering the Noctic scripts are in there, because he said anything that he couldn't read, and then I'm mm-hmm. assuming the hieroglyphics, and then there was something in Arabic, because I have something written that was in Arabic. Okay. It's probably a scroll from the Miserhouse. I would have kept yeah. the Arabic thing. Okay, so oh, okay. the Arabic, so that, that's not there then. Um, I'm going to go talk to Jack and let him know I got the uh, got the trunk back, at least in some part. Do you want to catalog or try to catalog what you're missing so we can... Make sure we get that back. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll get dressed and uh, I'll pull the books out and see what I can find. Miss Lane, you'd, you'd also know that you would need to contact the office of the Orient Express and make sure right. that um, they can prepare uh, a spot for you on the train tonight. I'm going to go talk to Jack first and then I'm going to go downstairs and re- call the Orient Express. Understood. Jack is luckily not too far away, simply across the hall. Jack, gotten you've gone to the chair after uh, the the doctor gave you his um, medicinal recommendation for the day, uh, which, you know, half an hour later has certainly loosened up some of the Mm. muscles and uh, has promoted healing, clearly. Obviously. Is it alcohol? It's always alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) To this mix, as it were, one uh, Lillian Lane is added in. Is doctor in there too, I'm assuming? Clearly. Currently packing away his things. Playing German opera. Yep. And German oh opera, gosh. probably humming a German opera or playing it on a phonograph. Hi, Doctor. Guten Morgen. I look over for, where's, I look over for Jack, and he's not in the bed. But I, I, I'm assuming I can spot you over on the couch or chair. Yeah, chair, yeah. How are you feeling, Jack? Better. Good. Empty glass, pack of cigarettes, <laughs> gun laying on the table. <laughs> I roll my eyes a little bit at the at the cigarette and alcohol. I, I can see that the doctor has given you his prescription. It is working uh, wonders. Oh, so glad. Um, I wanted to let you know I ha- I went and had a conversation with uh with Sam. I got the trunk back. Apparently, it took some a woman's touch and yeah. not threatening his life. You have your ways. I have mine. I wasn't nice about it by any means. He did not give everything back, though. He does have several of Maeve's um, books still. We're not sure which ones. Um, She's going to catalog that before we get on the Orient Express. Hopefully we can get those back sooner rather than later, because he really shouldn't be reading those. No. I did explain to him that we are a team. This isn't a him by himself and the rest of us. It's we should be working together and... No one person should be treating another person that way on our team. Right. If he has problems, he needs to bring it up to all of us and we can deal with it as a group. Right. And and Maeve is young. Not that she can't handle herself. She can actually absolutely handle herself. So anyway, I just wanted to come and let you know about that. Um, I'm going to go make our reservations for the Orient Express and try to get us a couple private cars because um, you will still need your rest. It's only a several hour ride from here to our next location, um, but it's overnight, so you should probably continue resting. I'm just uh, suggesting we use somebody else's name 
we did do it under my name, so I'm gonna have to give her my name anyways. But this time, let's try to keep ourselves out of um, trouble. I mean, you get that big hole in your chest now, right. so you're really not gonna be, you know, punching police officers. Right. Okay, good. I have to shoot them. You were gonna go alert the Orient Express that yes. you that you are going to be boarding this evening. Are you going downstairs? I am. Um, do you need something? Could, could you get me a, uh, a postcard from Paris? Sure, I can do that. So you alert the train service via phone at the hotel desk. You gather the postcard. I do. For from Jack. the gift shop or wherever. Yep. And then I guess my question for the group is, there is likely a conversation that needs to happen before the voyage continues. Do you want to have that now or on the train? I think we should have it on the train. Because okay. I don't think anybody's in the right uh, frame of mind to be... Uh, having this conversation and people can't run away <laughs> uh, now you might get pushed off the cause train. a whole bunch of hijinks <laughs> on the train <laughs> so that being said then the final coda that i would have is is anyone doing other, th- other than what has been done already today and i know sam is is doing research and cataloging with knowing that the group is going to be leaving on the orange express that evening from paris station sam are you going to go with them when they leave uh, sure. Yeah, if they don't stop me if like if they send the doctor to come talk to me or whatever and get me along, then yeah, I don't. I'm not. I, if anything, when I emerge from the room, I probably resemble like a kicked puppy. I did give Lillian a list of what. Yeah, I, I could recall was missing because I know like I don't know the names of the three random books I picked out of the Miser House. Yeah. Yep. And you know, like things like that. I know. I know one of them. But I do know. Like, you know, the, um, you know, the Arabic book and Life is a God, because those are books that I've actually like put eyes in. Yep. Like I go so far as to almost kind of sheepishly cower from Jack. I won't, I won't meet Maeve's eyes. Like I probably fall in lockstep near or like flanking the doctor. So I'm not even, I'm probably keeping like three quarters of my normal pace. I think that's all probably fairly evident to everybody, uh, especially you, Doctor, would pick up on Sam's cues pretty quickly. Um, yeah, I don't buy it. I would like to invoke my Master of Disguise, Yeah, if I can. Thank you. Uh, so that that being said, as a pulp talent, I get that your initial blush reaction might be that you don't believe it. It is exceedingly believable. Well, for me, trauma's been done. Sure. No, you might be a little different, Miss O'Shea, because you've had direct trauma done by that person. He He does appear reserved um he he does act in accordance with directors especially from the doctor he, he doesn't visually confront anybody did he keep those books then i would assume so he okay. didn't, he didn't oh, yeah, leave them in the room no. he, he appears contrite right but if but in, in my mind if he was really contrite that the chest would have been returned right away i, I get that i'm just so, saying systematically I'm, I'm just i'm just saying in the in my mind he might look like he's contrite but in my mind I don't buy it. Coming up against the master disguise, that's that's very difficult. Yeah, I mean, like, like, yeah, he totally looks contrite, and if I didn't know better, I would totally buy it. But his actions spoke louder than his words right now, as it were. If it's enough to cast doubt in their mind. Yeah, like, like, hey, maybe he is contrite, but he didn't return that chest right away, and that tells me that he isn't as whipped as he's trying to make it seem. Slight caveat I would put on that is that you don't know the extent of the ear chewing that he got from Miss Lane. And so it's altogether possible that 
Jack might say, okay, Lillian went and rang him a new one and came out with the chest. Obviously, it's not all, you know that it's not all right. complete back. He is showing all of those historical signs of somebody who has been chastised and is feeling the after effects of it, right? So like part of the part of the systematic portion of it for me is that he has a direct pulp talent that right that lets him do this that makes him really effective at it right that also that being said we also know that he is an exceptional actor you do <laughs> right and so i i don't want to i don't want to I'm, I'm not saying that oh yeah he's totally fuck um you know right. he's totally screwing around and he's not through but there is at least some doubt yeah for sure for sure i i doubt i'm i'm happy to do i would like to move to say that this much like doubt and suspersion was not at all addressed of like the counter story. I'm just saying there was like, not even a, there was not even like an, like a moment in which there were dispersions cast that she might not be telling the whole truth. Just saying. They've also been with me a lot longer. Systematically. You're not a good, you're not, a, you're not as good a liar as I am. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, oh, and you're sure. And, and Sam's, Alex is completely right. Sam is an excellent, in this in this vein, he is an excellent liar. And so that's what I'm trying to get across to the group as a whole is that as your perception of if you join him on the platform or the walk to the platform or through the cab, he, for all intents and purposes, looks as if he has been chastised by literally everyone. And he's hanging close to the doctor, likely because he feels safe or he needs the emotional or support that I 100%, you know, like, to me, I'm like, good, fucking deserve it. And I'm not uh, trying to play off like Maeve is a better liar. She's not. Also, there's, you also got to understand a bond and a closeness that would make somebody lean more her, you know. Sure, I know, but we're going to run up against, like, the, the skill portion of it, right? That mm-hmm. It's a game, and mm-hmm. so... Um, you all, you might, and maybe that's what it is too, Jack. Maybe you do know that he's an effective liar. And so it is hard to know whether or not he's lying or, or maybe he actually does feel terrible about it. And he's trying to figure out a way to apologize. Hey, uh, maybe that's true. So the group itself collects your, collects together at that Paris station late at night. There are many, many different type of people that board this train headed to Lausanne. So all shapes, sizes from many different countries. I would like you all to make a spot hidden roll. So just just FYI, I am definitely keeping an eye out for um, police. Try to keep us away from police. Understood. 26 out of 75. Mm-hmm. Hard success. 98 over 80. So Two. I see nothing. 93 under 99. 66 out of 88. Okay, so both uh, both uh, Sam and Maeve likely eyeball two different parties. Sam, to your left, probably halfway down the station, there are two gentlemen who look like they are looking at one another. And there is something of a seriousness that is between them that can only be described as a deep and hostile rivalry. You are not certain who these men are, but they are boarding the train at the same time and through separate doors. And they seethe at one another. And it isn't that you've never seen men get mad and seethe at one another. It is that you can tell 
the look of someone who is cold and calculating and prepared to kill because you've seen it in the mirror. So these two people are getting on this train and only one of them is going to get off is what you're that telling me. That is very, very likely. I poke the doctor like right in the back of the hip. Ah! I wanted to... Yeah? Doctor, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but there are murderous bastards boarding the train that are not us. Oh, I... I assumed you were talking about us. I'm glad you added that last part. Um, well, which ones? I point them out <laughs> with my fingers. You see two gentlemen board the train. They look um, Eastern European. Uh, one might be one. One might be German. The other one is definitely from his haircut and likely from his posture and dress. He is likely from likely from Russia. I think I see what is going on here. I'm, well, on the surface, anyway. But it will be fascinating, yeah? You should get to your room. And, Miss O'Shea, for your part, uh, to the right down the platform, there is there's a group of women boarding the train together. There's three of them. One is a rather elegant older woman, and the other two that are behind her seem to be uh, servants of some sort. Uh, but it's her dress and her kind of air that give you pause. Um, She appears to be um, bedecked in a very light black dress with this beautiful lace over it. And interwoven into the lace, you can see tiny spider webs, like that type of style. And she has a lot of very strange, almost Victorian style jewelry, way out of style. And she reminds you of, it almost looks like you in 30 years. Not completely visually, mm-hmm. but she looks like, you know, somebody who might uh, make sure that uh, you don't get the evil eye cast on you. She looks more like a, like a, like a medium or um, uh, somebody who, who reads tarot cards. You get that feeling. Well, if she looks my way, I'll just nod to her. Uh, she does eventually as she's uh, getting ready to board the train. Uh, she gives you a very pleasant uh, smile and seems to acknowledge not just you, but acknowledge like your your presence. And the younger women that are with her help her with uh, several suitcases. And the group boards the Orient Express and leaves on a very, very late night voyage to Lausanne. And so that is where I will call our episode to a close. Uh, thank you so much for joining us again. We look forward to entertaining you in the very new future as next week we'll pick up with um, what is likely going to be a fantastic train ride.